0: Welcome to In Real Time, where we as Heights Church are inviting you in for real conversations about leading people, organizations, and change in the new normal. We're hoping that our real discussions about our church's journey will help you as you reimagine and rebuild yours. Craig here, and welcome to In Real Time, as we're having real conversations about leading organization, people, and change. And today we're going to be talking about something you have to know. We're going to get to that in just a moment, but I have two co-hosts with me today, so why don't you two introduce yourselves?
1: I'm Jennifer Alessio, and I serve as the children's pastor here at Heights.
0: Very cool, very cool. And (laughs) making his debut today on the podcast...
2: We've got. Uh, my name is Bronson Allgard, and I'm a student ministries pastor here.
0: That's right. Yep. Very, very, very good. Glad to have you here.
2: If you hear something go boom or a big
0: noise, it's probably our fault. It probably is your yep. fault. Yep. Yeah. And I know she changed your shirt. You were wearing a Sacktown <laughs> Kings jersey. Yes. yes. It's very responsible yeah.
1: of you.
2: I was, you know. I'm impressed. Every time student ministry guys, they get this bad rep, like they don't know how to dress, mm-hmm. they don't know how to do anything. And I know, so, but you're looking all sharp. I'm just. Did Mariah attempting. pick that out for you? No, no you no, did that no. on your own. No, yeah, yeah, it's all my own.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, Bronson I has a well. good sense of style. He does. He's you he's offered nice. to help me <laughs> a number of times. Remember when we used I to say probably
2: say yes? <laughs> I've been trying to get you in skinny jeans for like <laughs> since 2000 and. I can't even oh, tell. Word. 2013, I yeah, think, and yeah. you were just like, "No."
0: Yeah. And now you're there. Was a good and call. now I do it.
1: Now you do it. I
0: do it. It's yeah, that day. was all Bronson. Yeah. Not, yeah. That was yeah, it, man. Yeah. It was good. We attempted. Yeah, yeah. Before then, all my anyway, never mind. Anyway, yeah. so hey, what we're talking about today is something you have to know. Now, I was recently at a gathering of a couple of hundred pastors. And I was actually quite surprised to find something that the, many of them did not know. And I think it's really important that we bring this out and recognize, too, something that I didn't even think about as we're talking about this particular topic, which is the really difficult challenge that the American Church is in right now. Uh, obviously, the last three years have just been... Really difficult, damaging to everything going on in the American economy, the world economy. But the church in America has been severely hit as well. Not knocked out, not saying that at all. We are uh, we are strong in Christ, absolutely, I believe that. but uh, but but we can't say that we haven't been dealt a blow because we have been. And what I was surprised at, is how few pastors actually knew about the crisis that we're in. Now, I'm not going to say that they didn't know that we were in a crisis, because they did know they were in a crisis. Mm -hmm. What they didn't know is that all of the churches are in a crisis. And when you look at the American church, that we are in a crisis. And when I talk about a crisis, I mean... You know, these numbers that we see coming from Barna, which are some of the best latest numbers, you know, you're still sitting at a 65, 75 percent of pre-COVID levels of attendance, which means, number one, you've got leadership is diminished. You've got finances are diminished. When you when you take that many people, remove that many people from any group, it changes the dynamics completely if you're in a state like ours, California, you have people who, uh, you know, truthfully have been moving out of the state. Absolutely, and uh, they've got they've got some reasons for that, which we won't get into today. But they got some reasons for that. We I know of at least 30 families at this point that did move away from the state and out of our church. These are good people who were wonderful, amazing leaders mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it had a financial impact on us as well, like everybody else. What was interesting to me, though, as I'm talking to these pastors, board members, and then also lay leaders who were there at this gathering, is that most of them didn't know that this was happening in the churches outside of their own. And then, when we began to share the statistics from Barna, their eyes started lighting up, and as they recognized, wait, I'm not alone in this. And honestly, it grieved me because here it is, three years in, and they're just now realizing this. And it was shocking to me, but it was also helpful to be able to share that information Mm -hmm. with them. But what also occurred to me in that is that I realize there's some good reasons for it. Many of our pastors are bivocational or they are pastoring the church on their own. And so they literally have very little time mm-hmm. in order to just go dig into these statistics. And so if they don't hear it from somebody like us, then they they might not hear it. Um, and so not a lot of people are actually even talking about this. In fact, very few are. And so it's important that we do, but because they didn't know it, then they think there's other reasons for why their church is not recovering. And unless you know what the real problem is first, and there's a hierarchy of problems, Mm -hmm. there is a first problem, and then there's a second, Mm -hmm. and then there's a third. And if we don't know what the first problem is, then it's really difficult to solve your dilemma if you're just working on second and third level problems. And the first one's still there. Does that make sense? Yep.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's... so
0: I just thought, this is not a good thing. And then the other part of that, and I'm going to let you say what you're going to say in just a second, Okay. is you've got perspectives. You've got pastors who did know it, but their boards don't, mm-hmm. or their staff knows it, but the board does not and the senior pastor doesn't know it. All of them need to know it. Lay people in churches need to know it so that we can all together come and have the same conversation. But right now, uh, what I was finding is that people didn't know this. They weren't having the conversations. They were isolated, and they were very frustrated. And of course, you're going to see the numbers of 40-something percent of pastors you know, really wondering if they even want to stay in ministry at all. Mm-hmm. And you can understand that it's uh, it's a difficult place for them to be in right now. And then if you're, a, if you're a board member who's wondering what's going on with the church that I'm helping to lead, and you don't know that you're in a crisis, <laughs> uh, then you're thinking the problem might be our leadership. Yes. That's the wrong place to be looking, mm-hmm. at least first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I thought, you know what? We need to do a podcast on this. This is a really important thing that we would share. So with that being said, I know you wanted to share something.
1: Well, what you're describing is, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. So there's certain levels. Yeah. And maybe the senior leader, there is problem with the senior leader's leadership, mm-hmm. but that's not the most important problem. Yeah. So maybe the, more, the most important problem is recognizing we're in a crisis. Yeah. Because of co- the effects of COVID. Yeah. Out of our control. You know, folks haven't come back yet. Our finances are down. Yeah, so let's deal with that first.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: and then we can talk about these Mm -hmm. higher level issues. Yeah, and all get on the same page. Yeah, which is really what we're wanting to talk about today.
0: I agree. I agree. And yeah, and I and I think it's it's important to note that if if we don't know what the the first problem is, which is the pandemic
1: exactly. and all
0: that it did mm-hmm. to the economy, to our people's mindset, the psychology of people, mm-hmm. our psychology as leaders, what we can expect and not expect. And oh my goodness, yes. crazy making how it's shaped our culture and society uh, now. And it's shaped us as leaders and we mm-hmm. have to recognize that we are different people today. Um, and it doesn't mean we can't be healthy, but we are different, and we need to acknowledge what those mm-hmm. are. And and so if we don't know what the real issue is, it's kind of like me and COVID. I realized at, at some point I was the problem, because I didn't know uh, what the real problem was. I was thinking it was me. I was thinking I was mm-hmm. the leader who couldn't lead our church out, mm-hmm. and, and I was I was going to that second level thinking it was all me and not just the pandemic itself until I realized, no, 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 stop being insecure, Craig. This is a blow like no other blow in our generation. Mm -hmm. Let's deal with that first, acknowledge that first, start talking about it from that perspective first, and then what will you do to respond respond to that as a leader? Now I can be healthy. Exactly. Now I'm set up for a better success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key here for me And knowing that many churches, most of them actually, are very involved with a board in running their church too. And those people have less time to know these statistics and understand it all. And yet they're trying to lead and wonder, why aren't we digging out of this? Wondering what's the real issue? Well, let's have the first conversation, which is about... pandemic, the American crisis. And let's start there and acknowledge those things so that we can move on and actually start getting to a place of hope. And there is hope in this, right? There is is a lot of hope in this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We need to
1: deal with reality.
0: Yeah. We definitely need to deal with reality. Um no I love that. Bronson is there anything on this one this first part you wanted to share before we move on to the next part? Yeah, I was
2: just thinking about as you were explaining like the realities. It's like if you're playing a card game, you could get dealt a hand that has like a 3 and mm-hmm. a 7, then a 5 and a 4 mm-hmm. and you think I've got nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing here and I know that the hand that they got dealt is really good, but you have no clue that in your <laughs> hand you yeah. have a straight, but because we're In this crisis mode, Mm -hmm. it's never going to be good enough. I'm stuck in this situation, and I can't even see the goodness that I have in my hand. That's good. That's
0: a really good... You're right. Mm That's true. Because we're just looking at them, and the truth is, they got dealt something that's less than what you think.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because we're
0: all in this Mm -hmm. crisis. There's not a church I know of that isn't dealing with the crisis. Exactly. Yeah, and and still still dealing with the crisis Mm -hmm. three years after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we just need to all understand, whether you're a layperson who needs to support your pastor and pray for them, Mm -hmm. a board member or the pastor, or a staff person, we're in a crisis. Mm-hmm. And so let's band together and let's help. Yeah. Um, so that's important. Some things I learned at this gathering, I'll just do these, and uh, I wanna share this because this is important. I wanna name some of these things that people are feeling. And you may be a leader that's feeling these. And it's important that we say these. Um, if you don't know that this is a national problem, you're gonna feel alone. Yeah. And you're also probably not gonna share how bad things feel to you, how things look. Um, And if you don't know that you're in a national crisis, you're not going to understand the season that we are in right now. Mm -hmm. And um, it actually is a season of opportunity, because we have people coming to our church Mm -hmm. because they recognize there is a big problem, and I actually am looking to God for that solution. I need to know why they're coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That way I can help with the answer that they need, which of course is Christ. I remember talking to a leader recently who was telling me about a comparison somebody made when they came to their church and they said, Hey, your church is smaller than this church over here. How come? And, and I said, Oh, well, that's an interesting question. And I said, why did, uh, why did, why was that troubling to you? And he says, well, you know, because we're smaller. And I said, well, I mean, we're always smaller than somebody um, and you're bigger than somebody else. What, what does that matter? And he's, well, I mean, you know, You know, uh, it's just they made it sound like it was a bad thing that we were smaller. And I said, "Well, I said, well, why do you think you are smaller than the church they were comparing you to?" And he says, "Well, because I'm a bad leader." Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I said, "Wait a minute. I happen to know your situation. (laughs) You're not a bad leader. You're a great leader. In fact, in a lot of situations, I know of leaders, their church wouldn't even exist still. Mm -hmm. But you've led your church in a way that it still exists. I think you've done a phenomenal job." given the resources and opportunities you've had. The other thing is your church is only a year and a half old, and theirs is 20-something years old. Of course their church is bigger <laughs> than yours.
1: You can't compare.
0: Yeah, but because of the insecurity, he mm-hmm. immediately thought that there was something wrong with him, and it broke my heart. It really did, and I thought, how many more of us are like this? Because here's what I know. I've thought that too. Mm-hmm. If I've thought it and he thought it, I know a lot of other people are thinking it. And if I'm thinking like that, I'm not thinking in a way that's gonna get me out of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. see the solution. I'm not gonna see the hope. I'm just gonna continue in this cycle. Yeah, It's not a good place to be. Yeah. So as we're talking about this, I want to offer hope with people. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we do. And if you're in a church, you're listening to this podcast, and you're not sure your leadership knows, what what the situation is, hey, reach out to them and let them know you are praying for them and you understand why that's so critically important right Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. So that's really encouraging to know that there is hope um, and that we can get out of this, but we do need to understand what here looks like.
2: Yes. I just want to say something real quick. In the last section, you said, many don't know the national stats, and you refer to this company often when it comes to it. Can you give us a little bit more about what Barna is for those that are listening, maybe for the first time and have no idea of that company?
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Barna Research, they do research on churches all over the place. They do national surveys, and it's tens of thousands of churches that they are utilizing that we get to share with them our our statistics, and we've been doing this through COVID as well. And and so what they they are able to gather information about churches and what they're experiencing mm-hmm. uh, about their attendance numbers, finances, uh, the demographics within the churches, and likely if you've heard of a statistic about the national church, you're hearing a statistic that they probably mm-hmm. were the ones who gathered. Yeah, yeah. So um, and they they continue to gather that information, and we know statistically that the, the church right now still. Somewhere around sixty-five to seventy-five percent of pre-COVID numbers. Mm-hmm. And that we know the burnout level of pastors is somewhere in the forty percentiles. Mm-hmm. And we know that from our own surveys. That's what we as pastors have said. And that's not just senior leads, that's any pastor. And so that's a huge. That's forty something out of a hundred people that are leading churches or burnout levels.
1: And pre-COVID numbers were much less.
0: Much less. That's almost double Mm -hmm. what it was Mm -hmm. before COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. Very good point. Because they were tracking that before. Yeah. Yeah. So those are alarming statistics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're not going to just go away unless we start moving in the right directions. And it's
2: good to know those things. You always, always say this in all of our staff meetings, to be curious, Mm. to stay curious. And things like Barna and many other groups are how you begin to go from not knowing the stats to knowing the stats because you as a senior leader for us and for others, You're staying curious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: we are, and I know that we do that together. I love it when you guys bring me stuff. I don't know. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ouch. It really does help define our reality, right? Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah. So our job as leaders is to lead people from here to there. Yeah. But if I don't know what here is, (laughs) if I don't know where here is, I know what there looks like, but I don't know where I'm actually at, or I think I'm somewhere else on the map than where I actually am, mm-hmm. that, is, that is not a good place to be. <laughs> and I, an I, I know I've been yeah. in a different place than where I thought I was in this last three years. Mm-hmm. And I think defining where we're at right now is the quickest way to hope that we can get. Mm. So I think the next part of our conversation, I'd like for us to talk about... How do we define where here is Mm -hmm. so that we can better lead our people to there? Now, obviously, every church is very different from another. Uh, There's size different. There's demographics. Some live in heavily populated areas. Some people are in rural towns and villages areas. And so there's a lot of those kind of things out there that are variables, but there's also a number of things that are the same. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to talk about some... Some topics that would be the same for all churches. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't exhaustive, but these are definitely ones that we know are going to impact all of us. And the first one is. Here it is. Finances. <laughs> oh, the fun word. <laughs> that is always an issue. Oh, the F word, you know. Was this... Yeah. Uh, oh, you, you <laughs> said it. Anyway, moving on. So uh, has this been an issue for us over the last
1: three years? Absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah. Was it an issue for us before COVID? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes, it was. Does it remain an issue for us today? Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yes. It's are we better something.
0: off than we were three years ago? A hundred percent. We are. A year ago?
1: Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. we
0: were. But we had to define what here is mm-hmm. before we could get to there, Yep. and we're living closer to there right now than we were a year ago, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I think every church needs to define their reality. They need to know what resources you actually have, mm-hmm. what, what's going on with the finances. And we realized our finances were in a really bad place. Right. I mean, we were facing a year and a half ago. We were facing having to choice. lay
1: off pastors.
0: Yeah, like because, four
1: because four because we could not make up the budget deficit. Right. Mm-hmm. We couldn't cut enough ministries. We
0: so couldn't, we, we the couldn't refinance anymore. the loans anymore. We'd already done that. Yeah. There wasn't
1: anything left to do. Right. And so we had to come up with a solution. Yeah. And I know you came up with a plan and you talked with um, a campaign advisor that mm-hmm. we talked to in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's how we came up with the One Fund campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that has been phenomenal and has turned our finances around. Yeah, We still have a lot of ground to make, mm-hmm. but we are... So much better off mm-hmm. than we were a year ago. Yeah. We're not worried True. about laying off a staff member.
0: Right. No. We've been able to keep all of our staff, mm-hmm. which has mm-hmm. been so strategic for yes. our comeback. Mm-hmm. I yes. Think about student ministries, it's mm-hmm. like quadrupled since I know. last summer. Good. It's done really phenomenal, but that happened because we chose to keep our staff in mm-hmm. place. Yeah. And uh, because we knew we'd get traction at some point, Mm -hmm. and we needed a leader when that was the case. Mm -hmm. You just hit all time numbers with your children's ministry this last week. That only happened because there was a leader in place and all of the momentum you've gained. Yeah, but we had to make a commitment to you guys with our campaign. So that was really incredible uh, what ground we were able to cover. We had to define what here is Mm -hmm. to our church. Everybody. We had to tell them all. Ooh. The board. Everybody. Which the board already knew this, yeah. but we had to come clean to the church. We come clean. <laughs> they knew. We had, we they trusted us. They mm. knew we'd been good stewards, but yeah. we needed to tell them the story.
1: The amount is listed in the planner, so they can yeah, see.
0: They can see it. The
1: giving amount, and we weren't yeah. hitting budget. Right. But I think the fact that you addressed it publicly to mm-hmm. everybody on mm-hmm. a Sunday morning, yeah, and said, "Hey, we are actually looking at laying off pastors." Yep. And, um, in a nice way. Yeah. But it really named what was happening, and then our our people don't want that. They love the staff.
0: Yep. Yeah, turns out they like you guys. I know.
1: That's a relief. Really, and me. But, wow, was but, nice. But yeah. they they really rose to the challenge.
0: They really did. Yeah. So we literally built a campaign around where we knew we actually were. Mm-hmm. The reality, we built a campaign around the need, which was to keep our staff. Mm-hmm. And they agreed that was the right strategic choice. We came to that conclusion Uh, myself with the board at first, Mm -hmm. and then we brought that to our congregation. We built the campaign around it, which is really good because we were able to make ministry the focus again Mm -hmm. for our finances. Mm -hmm. Because the dirty little truth in the American church over the last couple decades has been that people no longer were giving to ministries. They just weren't. They just mm-hmm. don't give in that way anymore. They don't think in a way of faithfulness. They don't think about responsibility. They don't think about tithing. Mm-hmm. They don't think about the lights, the air conditioning, the heater. No. They don't think about pastors you know, having to be paid in order to be there and available. They just don't think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. They think about larger projects like renovating children's rooms or something along those building
1: lines. Building a student's building.
0: Yeah, that's what they think. Think about and and what I actually did like is that we got to bring the focus back to where it should be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that would be on the actual ministries of God's church, mm-hmm. his bride, and making mm-hmm. sure those things were in place. So we defined reality, we built a campaign around it. Mm-hmm. Are we good. glad we did the campaign? 100%. So glad. Yeah. But we wouldn't have been able to do that if I had if I had been insecure and unwilling to share the real information Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and the decisions that we were going to have to make with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know people who just wound up cutting salaries before they ever tried to talk to their congregation about it. And I, you know, again, I I try not to fault anybody in these things, but I I would say we all did the best we knew how to do. Yes. But I would do that campaign again and again and again. It was the right decision. Yeah. And I think an important thing to point
2: out about starting this campaign is we were actually in campaign pre-COVID. I think there may be other churches out there. Yeah, we were in the middle of one. You're yep. right. And so they could be thinking, we've been campaigning. If I start one, it's over. Yeah. And that's just not the truth. Right. If you paint the vision, <laughs> yeah. define reality, and then rally
0: around that, Right. people will respond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a really good point, Bronson. Uh, we actually had to just call an end to the first campaign. Yeah. It's now dead. Dead. <laughs> And we are now recreating, we're creating a new one. Mm-hmm. A new one has come to life, mm-hmm. and here's why. Yep. And you know what's interesting to me? Everybody got it. Yep.
1: No one complained. Yep. Nope. I don't think we heard it anything didn't. about it. No. In yep. fact,
0: what they said was, thank you for telling us yep. mm-hmm. how bad it was. We just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And of yep. course, they wouldn't. How are they going to know? Yeah. They, they look at those numbers in the planner, those are big numbers to them and their families, their households. You know, to a church, they're not that big. Our Mm -hmm. commitments are large. Mm -hmm. This is a large church when you think about uh, the size of that budget, and so they're looking at going, "Oh yeah, there's enough." It's like, (laughs) uh, "There's actually not. We're only getting half of what we need." Yep. And so we needed to define reality. They appreciated it, and and that's the thing. I I, I just want to I want to communicate. I can't over communicate it. The people appreciated our honesty, Mm -hmm. our transparency. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that people hear that. They didn't. They didn't say, "Oh, you're a bad leader." I said, "No. Here's the books. You, if you, you ask me whatever question you want to. We've always been that way. I don't care how much we spend on toilet paper. We'll answer the question. Uh, we're not going to tell you what every salary is for each pastor. We're not going to tell you that number. But I'll tell you how much we spend on salaries." Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to tell me how much you make either. So I'm not telling you those numbers. You don't need to know those. Mm -hmm. But it's important that you know we have transparency. There are people who know those numbers, and they're your board, and there's accountability to those. Mm -hmm. So we've been accountable. We've been good stewards. And now together, let's lean into this problem, and let's dig ourselves out of this. And we did. Mm -hmm. And I love that so many people... Actually started giving that weren't giving even before that, so it was a tremendous galvanizing event for us. <laughs> really, really turned the tide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, loved that. But so I think good.
1: It, I think it's worth noting mm-hmm. that um, it was how you said it too and presented mm-hmm. it. So you didn't yeah. use it to make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you used it as a hey, this is reality. Will mm-hmm. you join us? Yeah, and so. It, it is important to say that there's a way to present it with yeah. gentleness, yeah. Right. but with truth. It's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. We weren't mad at people. We
1: no. were not.
0: I understood it.
1: And you. And I remember you would always bring that up. I've got to have the right heart on it. I've got to yeah. have the right heart with it. Yeah. I don't want it to come across
0: yeah. To yeah.
1: Yeah. in a way that I'm shaming that. Yeah. And I think that yeah. was really key.
0: Yeah. Because we're in a pandemic. I yeah. get it. Yeah. We're all just trying to survive. Yes. Yeah. So I understood it. We can't Mm -hmm. get mad, Mm -hmm. but um, and the Lord led us in that. He gave us the right heart and motive, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it was good.
2: It's something we took on as a churchwide because even the one fund in the Unite campaign, Mm -hmm. we did it in student ministries, junior high and high school. That's right, and it created an opportunity for students to become fully devoted followers of Jesus. Yeah, because now they understood why do I give. Why do I trust God with my finances? Mm. And there are kids who responded. We had a handful. And it was... I mean, you're only doing justice because you're showing them as young students Mm -hmm. and people Mm -hmm. what it means to trust God in all areas of your life. Yeah.
0: And...
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, Okay, so I'm gonna call an audible here on this, Mm. and we're gonna do a part one, part two of this podcast, because I think this topic is just proving to be a little bit more than what we were anticipating, but it's good. Mm -hmm. And there is one more thing, though, on our list I want to talk about today before we move on uh, or wrap this one up, and then we've got a number of other things that we're going to talk about, which are going to be important. I'm going to tell you what those are here for our next podcast. But the one I want to encourage us with today in defining reality is, number one, finances, and then the second one is this idea of leadership. And here's what I want to say. I think it's fair for a board member, for a layperson, and for any pastor on a staff, you need to assume that uh, the other leaders you're surrounded with are tired.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: They're tired. Because we've all been pushing really hard. It's been the extra effort for a sustained three years. Right? Right agreed it has been mm-hmm. and 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 so i know we're all we're all up for it, we're willing to mm-hmm. sacrifice that's why we do this we're called to this i get it your board's tired <laughs> your staff is tired senior leads are tired and even lay people they're tired they've been digging in i know <laughs> lay people who stepped it up yep and yep. i mean it's been amazing mm-hmm. it's been a team effort but it's important that we recognize we're tired, and it means that we need to then we need to come back to a place of rest. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to pay attention to this. Some of us are more tired than others. Some of us are at burnout levels, and we know this because we told George uh, Barna that that's the case when he asked us, "Where are you at?" Yeah. Yeah. And forty-something and percent of, of pastors in the U.S. said we're at burnout. Mm-hmm. Well, burnouts are. That's a, that's a hard wall to hit. It's a dangerous place. And then there's a whole nother percentage of people that are near burnout. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to pay attention to this. Otherwise, we're going to have another crisis hit us in a very short amount of time. If we don't take the time now mm-hmm. to get ourselves into a healthy place and out of the burnout levels, we need to ramp things down mm-hmm. and we need to get back to a healthier place where we're not in the burnout levels. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you guys? Is that, Absolutely. Yeah, is that resonating with you guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that for us, this is something that we paid attention to through our time, but we all recognize, even though we've been talking about it and we have been taking time, it's still something we're talking about. Fair? hmm Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we're, as we're gonna wrap this one up here, the next time we're gonna be talking, uh, I want us to help define reality. We talked about finances. We talked about... Uh, understanding that your leadership is tired, so what are you going to do? How are we going to give them rest? How are we going to how are we going to help people to get what they need to get back to healthy levels? We all need a rest; can't run a marathon and then go run another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what are we going to do for that? Um, so that's what we talk about today. Next time, as we're together, we're going to talk about expectations of what success looks like. Now, So
1: important to define.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, If a board doesn't know this and on the same page with a pastor, with a staff, with lay people, we all need to be on the same page. What does success look like now? Mm -hmm. And it does look different now than it did before COVID. And so we're going to unpack that one next time. And we're also going to talk about some opportunities that might be there for you, how you can recognize those and some solutions That can be found in some long-term decisions, not quick fixes. So that's going to be great for our next podcast. But thank you, the two of you, for joining me today. We'll come back for part two on this one. We'll be Bronson. We'll bring you back for that one. That's going to be a good one. So thanks for joining me for a conversation today about leading people, organization, and change here in real time. If you like this podcast, Please hit the like button, subscribe and the bell notification. And that way you won't miss one episode as it drops and uh, look forward to seeing you next time in real time.